Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. God has given us unlimited treasures in his word. Every time we open it, we can discover a new treasure or admire an old one. What will we find today? Let's dig in. Here's Carla Early with Treasure Hunt in the Word. Don't you love flowcharts? There's no guesswork about them. You do something, and then if the result is one thing, you go to the box on the left. If it's the other, go to the box on the right. Very straightforward and easy to follow. On the other hand, almost no one likes confrontation. We don't like someone confronting us with an issue of sin in our lives, and we certainly don't like confronting other people. That's why Jesus gave us a flowchart for dealing with sin in the church. So it would be black and white. No guessing, what should I do? Let me read how Jesus said the church discipline should go. From Matthew eighteen fifteen through 17 he says, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you've gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses to even hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. When I read the history book of my church that I grew up in, I saw that their business meetings sometimes included the type of church discipline found in Matthew 18. A church member had slandered another. A deacon had confronted him. And then the pastor visited him, but he refused to apologize. Sadly, it was noted by the church clerk, the church had to vote to remove him from the membership. Now, most churches don't do this anymore but I was in one a while back that did. The pastor preached on this passage and then realized that our church's bylaws did not include church discipline at all. The week after the bylaws had been changed, the associate pastor's son, who happened to be the pastor's nephew, was caught stealing from his employer. Instead of them hiding this and people hearing about it through gossip, The teenager went before the church one Sunday evening to ask for forgiveness, not only from his employer, who was a member of the church, but also from his brothers and sisters in Christ. And the Lord, who is a Christian, he had not represented well. Almost everyone in the church came forward that night to pray over this young man and promise to keep him accountable. That was the sweetest service I ever have attended. Not a dry eye in the house. It proved to me that if done right with love, Jesus' flowchart works exactly the way he wants it to. It weeds out the rebellious and brings those who are willing to humble their hearts back to the Lord. And that's really the point, isn't it? We want our brothers and sisters to repent from the sin that's keeping them from a right relationship with God and with the church and be restored. At any point in the flowchart, If the person repents, you've gained a brother. Using God's flowchart with humility and a desire for unity and love will prevent scandals and gossiping and protect the purity of the church. After all, as Paul made clear, we can't tolerate sin in the church or we'll become lukewarm. Where are you in the flowchart in dealing with the last person who sinned against you? What's your next step?
You can contact us at treasurehuntintheword at gmail.com. We'd love to hear the treasures God has given you through His Word. You can listen to other episodes at our website, which you can find in the description below. Thanks for listening, and remember, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also.